Better late than never, but we'll get it done anyway. Thursday, April 14th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. And this here is my audio digest. Between Monday and Friday, I post these little uh, uh, whatevers, these yik yaks on my website, stevensersky.com. You can go there, find out uh, the whole, uh, I guess, year's worth. Well, I've only been posting them since August. If I ever get around to it, I should post the original ones. And on the anniversary, May 11th, I will post the original uh, episode that I made for this audio digest. I originally posted it on SoundCloud, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I don't even want to listen to it, to tell you the truth. Uh, not terrible, but one of these things where you could sort of see uh, it hadn't taken, uh, it hadn't formed just yet. And I, to be honest, I think I am still sort of formulating what this thing is, and that's okay. I think it's a, it's a growing medium um, and I, I'm not sure, I know Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, does a lot of off the cuff sort of stuff. Uh, but other people, Jordan Peterson, he's another guy who just kind of goes a lot of the editing. He doesn't do a lot of editing to his stuff. He has other people edit his stuff afterwards, but his, he does a lot of question answer, uh, type of, uh, videos or responses to things that, um, he just publishes as is. Uh, Yesterday I mentioned that I wanted, I, I talked about the practical aspects of starting a blog uh, or a podcast uh, these days. I'm going through some of the apps, the social media platforms you want to think about doing. Um, I didn't go through the whole hosting procedure because that is a little bit, uh, I guess I should mention, for hosting your blog, your website, or your podcast, uh, there are free alternatives and there are paid alternatives. So I use DreamHost. Sorry, do I use DreamHost or Bluehost? Bluehost. There is also DreamHost. Bluehost, DreamHost, GoDaddy, uh, and there are a few other ones, big names in the uh, the space. I know WordPress themselves, they actually, uh, if you sign up for a free website, it's actually very difficult now because you sign up for a, uh, a free website and then they take you through it as if you have to pay, but you don't have to. You have to find the little exit function and then that way you can keep on setting up a uh, free website, but with WordPress you can convert it into a paid website later on. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive if you did it on your own, but... They take care of all the transferring. They make it pretty simple, as far as I can tell. I didn't. I went through Bluehost, and I uh, like I originally had a free WordPress website. Then I said, you know what? I'll I'll get my own website domain, my own domain name anyway, stevensersky.com. Very original. And then I bought bought a subscription with um, a hosting plan with Bluehost, and paid some stupid amount of years in advance. Uh, and from there, one-click install for WordPress. Because <laughs> WordPress itself, the platform is free, uh, so you can install it on any host that you want. Uh, but if you use WordPress.com, that is the free website, but that then would lead into a paid WordPress site, if you follow what I'm saying here. So you don't have to use WordPress hosting. You can use any hosting, Bluehost, DreamHost, GoDaddy, and install WordPress on that. It's that that's where it's free of charge. 
Uh, it comes down to where you want to uh, have your paid hosting. And in terms of paid hosting, uh, there are different tiers of, uh, I, guess, I guess you call it bandwidth, data tra- traffic. Uh, so at the beginning, you might not get very much traffic. It might be kind of slow. depends on your, your niche market, of course. Um, or you might have to increase the amount of bandwidth that you have access to or server space that you need. And these things, like if you're not doing something that basically the people who are using those higher levels of bandwidth already have a website uh, or have a, a network of some sort and they're setting up another site to deal with the uh, overflow from another website sort of thing. Like that, That's sort of how it's, it's, uh, that works. If you're just starting out, Go for the cheapest option <laughs> for for no other reason other than like, are you still interested in doing this? Because as soon as you put money down to pay for a hosting plan, you spend the time building the website, uh, it, it might be very humbling to see the analytics come through and just how many people aren't coming to your website. <laughs> It might not always be the case, of course. I mean, you can you can go viral. I mean, at any time uh, you go get hosted on another podcast or another blog, make a video, and, and people will come to your website eventually. So, the logistics of setting up a an actual hosting plan, uh, you'd have to pick something that you're comfortable using. Uh, usually, I, I, I like to pick one of the bigger names, not the cheaper names, uh, simply because they've been around the longest and that way, the assurance that my website won't just up and disappear is sort of, it's, uh, I, I'm more comfortable with that. Um, that being the case, if you don't really care, if it's a throwaway website, you could pick any sort of host that you, you wish. The other one I heard of is Squarespace. I think Squarespace is another one that uh, has good hosting plans. I've heard about them, uh, but again, I use Bluehost uh, and I've been using, using them for years. Um, in terms of all the, the free versus paid stuff, and I talked about uh, a bit of the social media, and by no means was it uh, like a very in-depth conversation or discussion of all of the options, because the ones I mentioned, the bigs, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok even, those are all very Western facing, and by Western, I'm referring to North America, uh, to Western Europe. A lot of people would have them around the world, but there are uh, other platforms around the world. Like in in China alone, I'm looking at the <laughs> the social media sites here, uh, and I've got Qingting FM which I use for my Chinese studies. That's a radio broadcast, uh, uh, what do you call it, platform. Simalaya, another broadcast. Kwai Show, video. Douyin is video. TikTok. Weibo is their Twitter uh, copycat. NetEase Music. You can actually publish your music on NetEase. Xiaohongshu, which is Little Red Book. Everyone talks about this now. Same, same as Instagram, except not. ITE is another one where... Uh, uh, the it's all mostly long form movies and TV shows, and then Billy Billy is uh, the sort of YouTube of this uh, of the country. There's also Yoku. There's uh, Bigo is another one that popped up, but that seemed very scammy to tell you the truth. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of them that uh, 
if you're in China, they make sense. If you're not in China, it doesn't make sense to be hitting those up. Uh, now, if you are outside of China thinking you're going to break into the Chinese market via their social media, um, good luck. Probably won't happen because you do need a WeChat account. And the WeChat account uh, is... WeChat is their sort of Twitter-Instagram hybrid, or Twitter-Facebook-Instagram hybrid. Um, mostly it's a communication platform, and it's used for uh, a lot of payments. Like We use it for payments all the time. Same with Alipay. You've heard me talk about these two apps quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> but WeChat, but, uh, Alipay is much more finance-related and life services and all those things. WeChat is much more communication and where you find all of your cute emojis. That's probably the second biggest use of WeChat, aside from payment, is uh, cute emojis. And communication, of course. So three three different things. In order to set up a WeChat account, though, you need to... Uh, uh, you can set it up with a Facebook account. Uh, it didn't work when I tried it, so maybe you have to be outside of uh, China to do that. Um, you could set it up with a phone number, but with the phone number... <clears throat> I tried to do this again just to go through the process to see what would happen, and it wanted me to link a bank account. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how that's going to go through, uh, because if there's one thing that any foreigner will tell you about living in China and uh, getting set up in the communication sphere, it's how did the bank spell your name? <laughs> did they put your first name first, or did they put it last? Did they write it all as one word? Did they put it in caps? Or is it, uh, you know, camel case? Which is big letters and small letters. So, um, you have to know that because WeChat does a ver verification. Same with uh, Alipay. They do verifications based on your name and the passport number you, you give. And if, you, if it doesn't exactly match, then you're kind of SOL. And uh, that's what happened to me for the first two years that I was in China. People are saying, oh, just... Buy something on Taobao or Jingdong. I'm like, I can't because I don't have access to WeChat. The WeChat Pay, I can't pay with anything because my bank account, I don't know what my name is. <laughs> uh, so, But that's all your, your Chinese-specific social media apps. Uh, Russia even has it, like same with Ukraine, like Vukontakt is uh, one that is huge throughout Russia and Ukraine. A lot of those uh, former Soviet states... Um, it's basically a Facebook ripoff. I'm not sure about their video hosting platform, but I know Yandex is their serve, um, their search and engine. Now, getting into that sort of targeting, if you are uh, just starting out and you don't and you live, you basically have to be aware of the one part of the world that you're living in, the region that you are targeting. If you are targeting the Chinese market, then it makes sense to get involved with those. Um, but I don't think you'd go wrong by having uh, an account set up on all of the Western-facing social media apps, like all the bigs that have been talked about before. Again, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and things like that, Gmail. Uh, I don't think you'd go wrong with it. And then, of course, having your own website just as a uh, as a backstop, as a as a sort of a collection agency for your yourself of an archive of all your stuff but again that's all the practical stuff whether or not you should start a blog or a podcast is a question that a lot of people would get uh, get stuck on because 
again, they're like, well, what would I talk about? What would I, what would I do? There are a few approaches you can take to suss out whether or not you have the desire, the drive, or the uh, inclination to actually uh, get this thing done and to and to keep on doing it. Because I'll tell you, um, you also can keep in mind that you don't need to do this for the rest of your life. I mean, it's a good idea to have you know that sort of passion or that commitment. But let's face it, your life is going to change. Circumstances are going to change. You might not have the time. I don't know if you're going to run out of the money to host your website. I think it's very cheap. A hundred bucks a year, 10 bucks a month, basically. Uh, Is your life archive worth $10 a month? Good question, right? Or is your business idea worth $10 a month? Uh, Which is a good question to ask if it's something that you want to at least try out. Now, in terms of taxes, it is right. It's right offable. You can deduct this from your taxes if you make money. If you have an income from your website, you can deduct the cost of hosting fees and all the fees that go into your website because it is a business. Now, and this uh, CRA will uh, check this Canadian Revenue, Revenue Agency IRS. You do have to distinguish between whether or not your website is a business or is it a hobby. And it goes down to like what your intent is, uh, what are the products and services that you offer on your website, uh, and of course, the the income. If you're making money, they'd probably look at it as a business because the, then they can tax you. If you're not making money, then that's a hobby. You can't write it off. And the, the general, uh, uh, I guess, idea is that if you have an income, then you can deduct the costs, costs that went into producing that income. If you don't have an income, you're not claiming losses. Uh, you can carry them forward, but uh, there's a certain time that the tax man will usually say, you know what? No. <laughs> Three years is typically a good number uh, that they'll look at. Um, and so it's if you set up a website now, 2022, and then by 2025, uh, you've spent all this money hosting it, and you've been consistently publishing across the platforms, creating ebooks and stuff like that, but you just haven't generated any revenue yet. In 2025, the taxman would look at you and go, okay, or look at your website. If you try to claim any of these costs, they'll go, um, we're going to disallow this because you haven't, it, although you're publishing, you're not generating revenue. So either you're doing something wrong, obviously, or this is just a hobby and that these ebooks aren't really, you know, what what you're saying they are. You can counter that and if you start generating income, there's a difference between not making money and then not making very much. So if you're still making money, you can claim part of your costs uh, that it, that you incurred to generate that income. All right now, this is all very country specific. It's very uh, person, individual specific. Your tax situation may be different from other people's, but in general, if you have an income, a business income, you can deduct portions of your cost off of your income. So you can take it off. You don't pay tax on it anymore, right? And you can you can claim losses again, but it does go down to your intent of your business. 
That's the business stuff, right? I could, I could go on about that a little bit more into a little bit more detail. Might be a good episode at another point. Uh, but in terms of starting a podcast or a blog or a creative idea, if you're not concerned about the money, if you're not concerned about becoming big and famous on social media, the next TikTok star, the next Doween star, should you start one anyway? I say yes. I say uh, there's no heart, uh, no hurt in doing it. And there is uh, some something to be said about having that record of whatever idea it is that you had. Not only that, with having a website of your own, uh, as opposed to a free, a freely hosted one, uh, you have a little bit more control of what you can publish. Uh, so you're not so restricted in terms of uh, being at the mercy of uh, sponsors. But then again, it's all on you to sort of take on that, uh, the, the hosting fees. If you want to use the free stuff and you get swept up, and like if you make a post about whatever the current social media trend is, and then the social media site comes out and says, we will no longer allow that type of content, your, your site could be smacked sort of thing. You could also get smacked on your own website because what can happen is actually uh, Google could come out and say, or a search engine could come out and say, we're not going to link to these websites anymore. And then if you have a, a blog post that's on that topic, it'll just drop from the rankings and that one will disappear, basically. It can still be on your website. It just won't show up in the uh, the algorithm search, basically. I liken starting or coming up with an idea to, uh, of a podcast or a blog similar to t- uh, teaching a writing class. You know, with that whole, how do you get your ideas for your essays? You're looking at the blank piece of paper and go, what, what am I going to write? What am I going to argue? What do I What do I mean by even argue? <laughs> the obvious candidates, of course, are your skills, your hobbies, your interests, things like that, wherein these are some things that you, or even your job, for example. Um, now, you might not think of your job as something that people would want to hear about, but especially nowadays with the globalization uh, that seems to be under attack, but even as ESL teachers, it, it's you give a, a behind-the-scenes look of what life is like as an ESL teacher. Your experience, you know, you couple that with like language learning issues or something, you know, and all the things that we sort of laugh at here, uh, you can show that to someone else. So that is something uh, that you can keep in mind. And how you experience these things and your understanding of uh, of the situation can not just for your own growth and development in three, four years time, but someone else would be like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've had that exact same situation. So your job is an obvious candidate to talk about, but not a lot of companies like their employees going on about what the inner workings of the business. And that that's fair. So, uh, and this is something actually my uncle had, I remember him very clearly. He's like, don't write about the, the business of the farm. It's like, uh, on your blog, there's, don't talk about it. And one of the reasons and is because the, the inner workings of any company, uh, it's their information. It's the way that they do things. The way that you see it as an employee, especially as a new employee, 
may not be the full picture. And that the higher up you go on the food chain in that company, they are dealing with other things that maybe the lower level employees don't deal with. They might be getting phone calls from people. It's like, wait a minute, why why is your company, why is my name being mentioned in relation to this and it's a guy working for you? You know, that sort of situation where you as a low level employee doesn't, you know, think it's a big deal. But then the company is like, uh, good question. Why is he talking about that? Now, that also comes into internal communications of the business and the, the company, but don't don't rely on that as your excuse. It's a very shaky excuse. Other than your job, your skills, what are some of your skills? If, if your job requires a certain skill set, can you talk about that? Welding comes to mind. <laughs> like Welding, carpentry, cleaning, washing dishes, making coffee, teaching English grammar, teaching English writing lessons sort of thing. Any hobbies do you have? Do you like playing guitar but don't really want to monetize it? You can do that as well. Um, and a simple example of taking your hobby, you could talk about the guitar song that you like to play. All the, you know, and why you know who inspired you to do that who what was the guitar and you can talk about that so you can have an episode or a blog post about that riff you can have an episode about that musician that inspired you about the band about the history of music at that time you got four episodes right there you can crunch that all to one if you want make it a very quick overview of what's going on uh same with like instruments or cooking, you know, uh, the, what, how, how to cook, how to bake, like how just very generous you can be in terms of what you add to a recipe, as long as you f- sort of follow a few certain principles, you don't have to follow every recipe to the letter. Your interests, let's say you don't have any skills, you don't have any hobbies, but you have lots of interests, you know. Kind of like those people at the office sometimes who like to talk. And they just talk about random stuff. And they can talk about anything. But you're like, they seem to know a lot. What do they do? And what do they do with their time? Well, one thing you could do if you are either one of those people or you know one of those people. If you have this broad range of interests but know that, you know what, maybe I don't like getting my hands dirty or I don't... I'd rather do other things with my time. The idea of interest, you could start researching it. And you could publish your findings on that. The easiest example of this is how everyone's an armchair strategist on Twitter and a political analyst. I would suggest you don't do that. (laughs) Just not... like If you jump on to the hottest, latest trend... And this actually goes for like even if you're in the ESL industry and you're trying to all of a sudden clarify, you know, uh, teach someone about the latest, greatest trend, you're going to burn out because you're going to get caught up in the minutia of the argument. It's it's almost not worth it. What you could do instead for something like that, just I'm thinking here, is that if you see something like this, you could talk about viral trends. You can go through the history of viral trends. 2020 was this. 2019 was this. 2011 was this. 2008 was this. But do you remember 1997? This was what's going viral back then. You could talk about viral uh, terminology or something along those lines. But if you're just jumping on the bandwagon, 
uh, and just talking about what everybody else is talking about and bashing the latest politician. I don't know if that's an interest so much as that's... Is it your right as a citizen of the world, as an inhabitant of the world, or is it a distraction from what the your life, your real life? I don't know how to categorize that. Very good question. I I would just suggest that you stay away from um, the political banter. It just doesn't lead very well. Do that on do that with another account, <laughs> and do that away from your main business. Let's put it that way, um, or just don't do it. You know, write it in a journal and throw it away afterwards. After uh, the other thing that uh, like I think it goes to goes without saying that if you talk about you know the big topics that are very sensitive, sex, politics, religion. Um, there's another one I'm missing. Right, okay, so those things. Uh, you might, you're, you're probably going to burn out. Those are things that everyone can talk about, but no one really talks about with any sort of, in, you got to be, you got to really know what you're talking about in order to actually be taken serious in those ones, okay? Instead, Focus more on your interests that are particular to you. So while you're trashing the latest politician, are you sewing? Are you knitting? What TV show are you watching? Do you bake cookies? Are you waiting for the cookies to be baked? I mean, uh, are you walking while you're doing this? How far do you walk? What shoes are you wearing? So you break that, break it down to your interest. In, I don't know, do you have an interest in shoes? Interest in shopping. Something along those lines. What is your interest particular to you? I think one of the best ways to put this, uh, and this is this is very hard to convey to uh, young students, and I say young students, you know, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds. What do you want to learn more about? <laughs> and you say that to a class full of kids, uh, like university students, and they're like, how to get good grades, <laughs> you know, how to not study anymore, you know, how to uh, not come to class and still get credit for it. They, that's on their mind. Now, you could write an essay about that. Uh, and as an older student, maybe you'd have some information about how to actually accomplish those goals. But the, in this, the idea of what do you want to learn more about doesn't just have to be uh, very specific, like, oh, well, I'd like to learn more about religion. It can be something more broader, like, oh, well, I want to learn how YouTube works. So I'm going to talk about the books, um, the religious history books that I have in my collection. You know, And then you go through them and you make a, a vlog dedicated to you reviewing each and every author that you have. Uh, or the historical timeline of you know major relig religions or something like that. If you want to talk about religion in historical aspect. But again... I'd be very careful about going into that that sort of uh, uh, area. How, do you want to learn how TikTok works? Would you spend some time on TikTok or Douyin learning how the, the app works? What keeps you watching a video? What keeps you listening to a podca podcast? What keeps you reading a blog post or an ebook? What is it about that? Is, is it the way it write, they write? Is it the, what they're talking about? Is it the content? That's the sort of stuff that you should be aspiring to in your own publication. What do you want to learn more about? Do you want to learn how the social media apps work? Do you want to learn how people are able to be consistent 
in blogging or podcasting? Do you want to learn more about the subject of um, Chinese shoe manufacturing uh, or book publication? Do you want to learn more about that? How does the ebook industry work? Uh, things like that. How do you make a piece of fitness equipment? And then you can start reading about that, write blog posts about that, and possibly even offer some ways to make fitness equipment at home <laughs> along those lines. Blog, vlog, or podcast? Blog, vlog, or podcast? Podcast? I don't know. Is it written? Is it shown? Or is it audio only? Uh, which do you feel comfortable with? Basically, is it something that uh, you they, are you comfortable with having your face on the screen and being a talking head and going into doing all the editing and stuff like that? Are you more comfortable writing so you can work on your own, sip your coffee and not worry about how you look? Or are you comfortable talking because you don't want to think into how the word is going to be displayed, but you don't want your face on the screen either and you'd rather just go blah, 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 blah and have people be able to download and listen to it as they go. What's easiest for you? What do you want to learn how to do? It's another question to ask you, that you can address in that same sort of uh, manner as I, I want to learn how podcasting works. So I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, I want to learn how blogging works or publications, like how the, uh, the people publish so regularly. There you go. The best success I've had, I can say, is when I've tried to learn something, when I wanted to learn something, or I wanted to keep track of my learning of something. Because that way, I don't feel disappointed if no one else likes it. <laughs> you don't have to like it because I'm doing this for me so I can learn how it works. And I think one of the, the best uh, ex like ideas that personifies this is I... I'm doing this for me, I'm showing you, but it's mostly for me to learn. I'm trying to learn and I'm publishing it in a way that hopefully someone else can learn, but honestly, I'm kind of being a little bit selfish in this regard. Uh, and you'll, I don't know if you've heard this before where the uh, people will say, if you do it for the money, you'll probably hate it, which is very true because if you do that, if you're trying to get into the blogging business or the podcasting business, for the money, you might hate the whole thing and just become very resentful and not very nice about it. <laughs> Whereas if you do it out of a, a source of like, well, I'd like to learn how to do this and I'm going to be doing it anyway. So I'd rather just publish it so other people can, you know, critique it or whatever, learn from it. Then th that's a whole different approach, right? I mean, uh, then you're gaining something out of the process rather than, thinking that you're putting so much into it and not getting anything out of it. You are getting something out of it because it's for you to publish, to keep track of, to learn. And if someone else learns from it, great. Now, how do you make it more customer service friendly? That's where it goes into, do you care? I, mean, I think anyone who's actually publishing does care about this. What are people saying about it? I mean, are people... Uh, laughing with you at it or are they laughing at you about it um, and if they're laughing at you can you monetize that somehow uh, are they do they like the content that you're you're talking about and this is why like when you talk about 
religion and politics and sex and stuff like that, uh, it can get very, uh, you get derailed very quickly. You get caught up in the minutia. It was like, well, you didn't know about this. And it's like, well, does did anyone else know about that little fact that you just said? No. Uh, academic arguments are like this all the time. It, it bothers me. You know, talk like a real person. What's what's the real information we know, right? We are not at the level where we have the wires plugged into our head where we all know the same things, right? We're not there yet. Give it another five years. <laughs> AI technology would be a great blog to start right now. I, I was thinking about doing that, actually, about the Chinese AI tech. I think that'd be fantastic just because I don't think anyone's really talking about it. You'd probably have to know Chinese to get into the Chinese sources, but there's an idea. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I hope this was a very informative episode. We covered a lot in this. Uh, talked about Chinese social media, talked about web hosting. Is it free or is it a paid version? Uh, should you start a blog, a vlog or a podcast? Do you like the written word? Uh, the video uh, presentation or, you know, the spoken word. Which one do you prefer? And then, of course, into the mentality of actually starting uh, anything, any sort of front-facing, consumer-facing, customer-facing uh, product or service. Are you willing to do it? I think you should give it a go. Don't worry about the money. Do it for yourself and do it on something that you want to learn more about. Thanks, folks, for listening. I know this went on a little bit longer than usual, uh, but I hope uh, it was uh, very thorough and that you guys got something out of this and maybe that you even understand a little bit more about why I do the things that I do here. Like, I don't edit these podcasts, <laughs> these daily audio digests. No editing. <laughs> Same with the big cast as well. Uh, show notes up on my website and the tracks, stevensterski.com. Hit me up on Twitter if you want to send me a comment or something. That's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Other than that, there is a contact page on my website. You can uh, send me an email if you uh, still know how to use those things, right? Folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Weekend's coming up. <laughs> I'll still publish tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.